Welcome to The Leadership Line, a podcast that covers everyday work issues. From dealing with jerks at work to feeling burnt out, Tammy and Scott's experience, along with their different perspectives, help listeners grow, examine realistic options and alternatives, and identify those actionable solutions to the tough issues we face every day at work. So today I would like to discuss being Midwest nice. So where do you guys think that being nice comes into play in the workplace? You know, people talk about Iowa nice or Midwest nice. It's really about do I do I have a tough conversation when I need to have a tough conversation? And whether that I'm a leader or whether I'm a peer with someone. And if you think about it, we grew up many times where, you know, the old adage would be, oh, your mom would say, if you don't have something nice, don't say anything at all. And so, well, okay, I I shouldn't bring that up because I don't want to rock the boat or I want to be nice or I want people to like me. And what happens is we actually create more stress, more anxiety, more difficulty for ourselves when we let it go. You're right. It's this part that, you know, we just simply are not willing to walk into conflict. I also think it's a misinterpretation of some corporate values. So, Scott, if you think about it, what kind of corporate values could people misinterpret as, oh, I need to be polite. Oh, I need to be nice. Oh, I shouldn't speak up. I mean, think about just like those words and phrases that corporations use to define their culture that could be misinterpreted. Well, we need to be team focused, customer service oriented. Yeah. Yeah. That piece around, you know, we are like servants of others. That's another one that I think gets misinterpreted. So we have this customer surface focus. We have, we are here to serve one another piece of that. We are one of those places where it really is about, you know, um, it's a great, wonderful, embracing kind of place to work. Like we're a family. And so sometimes I think those values get in the way because we interpret that as saying, Well, that means that I should always be nice. I have to find a way to collaborate. I need to be kind. And we take collaboration and kindness and service, and we misinterpret that as nice. And that means nice, don't say anything at all. And I can remember in in graduate school, you know, we've all been in a place where we would poke fun at someone. And well, I would like to, I would like to think we've all been in that place, but maybe that is just me. I can remember there was one undergrad student who kind of was off on his own, kind of was just a little, a little weird, right? Kind of socially awkward. You think about what, well, we were nice to his face. We we chuckled behind. And then I had a chance to do a project with him. And I learned a ton about him and his life. And he was the first person in his family to go to college. They were homeless for an extended period of time. And so we just had a conversation about this piece around, yeah, I could have continued to be nice and, and thought, oh, uh, yeah, gosh, that's really bummer that he's in that situation. And we just talked about how could he engage and change so he would be more in with his classmates. Did he recognize that and ask you about it or did you bring it up, Scott? We, I brought it up and it was just because, right, we tell, we see the situation and we interpret things. Oh, he doesn't dress nice. And, and then you find out there, that individual is in a situation. And if we don't take the time to what some people would say, not be nice. And I always think of, you know, you're at dinner with someone 
and you're you're sitting across, and it's not a family member; it's a colleague, it's a friend, or a business, a business, uh, you know, a, a business lunch or dinner. Yeah. And and that person has you know something on their on their cheek or something caught in their teeth, and and you're like, mm, should I say something? No, that would be embarrassing for them, embarrassing for me. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to let it go. And it's interesting to think when you when you flip it and say, would would I want someone to tell me if I had this big you know chunk of something sitting on my cheek or something? I'm like, yeah, it would. I would be super appreciative of that. Well, why don't we do it? <laughs> Well, it's, I will tell you, I think one of the things in organizations, truly, Scott, what you're talking about is there's some obvious opportunities for coworkers who, quote unquote, friends, people that should care about one another to a certain extent, and bosses and how many leaders say, the reason I want to lead is because I care about people. And you see this individual, like the person that you're talking about in graduate school, Scott, where there are some obvious things that are getting in their way, but they're not obvious to them. And having the courage to actually have the conversation is being kind. In fact, um, Brene Brown, she says, clear is kind. I love that particular statement. And it really is coming in and being direct and being clear. And we think that we're being nice by not saying anything when actually... We're keeping that person from becoming more, becoming the best they could be, reaching their potential. And we're just making ourselves comfortable <laughs> instead of going through the uncomfortableness of the conversation. I believe two kind of scenarios. One is the scenario where, hey, they don't recognize it. They got something in their teeth or, you know, they, they don't understand something or those are a little easier to have the conversation. Man, when someone is a jerk face or, you know, they're not getting work done or they're creating havoc and you don't know if it's an intentional, unintentional. That's the place I think it's even more difficult to, for people because, well, it's not my place. I'm not their boss. I shouldn't say anything. Oh, Scott, I think there's an even more difficult one. Oh, yeah. What is it? Okay. So... We have something going on in the organization and like people are moving towards it and they're kind of excited about it. So maybe it's a, a new product launch or maybe it is a new, you know, reorg or maybe who knows whatever it is, but the organization is moving towards it. And in your head, you're going, that isn't right. I don't, I think there's a problem, but everybody else seems to be not in their head and everybody seems to be saying this is okay. But in your head, you keep saying, there's something, it's just off, okay? And when we're in a culture where we're supposed to get along, we're supposed to collaborate, and I have this nagging thing in my head, if I don't bring it up, I am actually harming the organization. And we oftentimes create cultures unintentionally where our job is to agree with the boss, agree with the way that we are going. And in fact, if we bring that up, we're kind of seen as the negative Nellies. It's not okay. What happens is that thing goes through and the organization doesn't succeed. And what's interesting is I actually listened to a TED talk on this this morning, not even knowing, Courtney, that you were going to ask us this question. And the TED talk is called Dare to Disagree. And it is about this very thing that when we have cultures, Midwest nice, if you want to call it that, where we're supposed to get along, collaborate, and agree, we are not doing our best thinking. We are not challenging the status quo. We are not pushing the envelope. And we end up with what I call vanilla. 
middle C, average, ordinary. And when an organization that is average and ordinary, right? What happens, Scott, when an organization just is middle of the road? They're okay for a while. For a while. What happens is people surpass them. And And where do the great thinkers go? I was just going to say. And you're you're going to start to see your talent depth shift from high and medium and, and decent performers to medium, decent, and poor because the top performers will be like, <clears throat> I only want to play on a winning team. So uh, a really great book, No Rules Rules, which is the Netflix story, they talk about talent density. And what they say is, if we are not pushing, getting better, daring to disagree, right? Push that envelope kind of a piece. What happens is our talent density goes down. We end up with average instead of extraordinary. And actually extraordinary is what makes organizations, the people inside of it who are extraordinary, that are able to do great things without a whole lot of oversight. That makes the difference in an organization. And that actually concludes our seventh episode of The Leadership Line. If you guys have topic suggestions, go ahead and reach out to us in the emails listed in this podcast description box. I also did want to plug that we do have a book club coming up at the end of next month, and we'll be discussing the book that Tammy mentioned in this podcast, No Rules Rules, Netflix and the Culture of Reinvention. Be sure to RSVP for that. It is free and the link will also be in the description box. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time.